Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here after a 102-98 loss at the United Center to the Utah Jazz. A little house cleaning. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap. Following my dude Goose at Bull Scripted. Following me at Buzz on Tap. Following at Ontap Sportsnet on Twitter, and uh, be sure. You're checking out the Thrive Fantasy app. It's a new, cool, and tough DSF, DFS app for prop bets. Use the promo code ONTAP, and once you deposit your first $10, Thrive will give you an additional $10. So grab a beer and crack them and enjoy a more convenient way to play DFS. Goose, we lost. Uh, it, was, it was close. Um, back and forth entertaining game, but the Bulls were not able to, to pull this one out, man. What, what are your initial thoughts on this one here? Um... <clears throat> I'm glad that marijuana is recreationally legal <laughs> in Illinois now. That's that's my thoughts on this game and uh, the bowl season in general. Um, but uh, yeah, we had it. You know, we came out of the second, you know, into the second half there on fire. Already had a four-point lead at halftime. Kicked it up to I think twelve. If my memory serves correct. Yep. Um, and then we just completely blew that lead and got behind. Kind of, like, almost closed it at the end. Zach hit a big three, and then he took a bad three. Um, and then on the next possession, he did make the right play and go to the hole, but Gobert was there. Um, so, shit, man. Like, there's another game that we had a 10-plus point lead in, and we lost, and that fucking sucks well you know dude i'm i'm gonna go with the with the obvious here uh lowry i thought started this game off pretty aggressive um you know he he was looking pretty good and i mean i think we sat him for like nine straight to i mean it had to be nine minutes i could be wrong but i i feel it was like that from the third quarter when they put him down i think it was like what was that around like the five minute mark and he didn't come back until the fourth and uh thad young get i it, a lot of coaching errors again. It's a lot of coaching errors. How do you expect your young team to grow when you make dumbass errors like that? Um, and, you know, I know we're not even going quarter by quarter here. We're just bullshitting about the game and what we thought of it. But even that last inbounds play, what the hell are you drawing up? What, what are you doing? You going for a quick two? But then you have a screen come set in the middle so Lowry can, you know, roll out. To, you know, I mean, you have Gobert guarding the paint. Why Why are we going for something like that? I, I don't understand why we're not trying to hit the corners and go for a three and then foul and try to get the ball. I mean, the three percentage-wise has to be about as high as the two percentage shot with Rudy Gobert standing in the middle who's altering shots all night. A lot of errors were made tonight. A, a, a lot of personnel errors. I will give Jim credit for one thing. Thank God we didn't have to see Ryan Archie Diacono on Donovan Mitchell. Shaq Harrison did a pretty good job on him, but I, I, I'm really confused by a lot of how the minutes played out tonight. I, I, 
It's kind of like what you say all the time. It's like, where are these minutes going? Lowry plays 32 minutes, Thad gets 16 minutes. How, how does Lowry only get 32 minutes? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Do you, do you have an answer for me? I don't at all. Um, kind of makes you hope that they trade Thad, but what's that going to do to the locker room? You know? Him oh. and Otto Porter Jr. are your captains of your team, and here we go again. Oh, uh, my God, the leadership like committee. Year, anybody that was on the uh, leadership committee or whatever the fuck it was called <laughs> ended up getting traded or, you know, bench. Justin Holiday gone. Jabari gone. Um, you know? So, you know, Otto Porter's out with an injury. Now we're going to trade the other captain. Um, I, I guess... I don't know what that says about your team if you just keep shipping captains off. Um, but at this point, I think it's best for Dad and the Bulls. You know, it's not like Dad's a bad player. I think he's getting kind of fucked here um, outside of his contract, which I'm sure he's satisfied with. But, you know, I feel he's getting fucked here, and the Bulls are kind of getting shafted too. So... Maybe they find a home for him, and maybe they get something decent for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I just this is where I get frustrated. I just, I, I just get frustrated with a lot of this because, I mean, I don't know what Jim is seeing that I'm not seeing. You know, I mean, it makes sense to have your defensive lineup in when you have your 12 point lead, but when your defensive lineup starts losing it. And you consistently stick with them until like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you need desperately need shooting, and Denzel doesn't sniff the court again. I mean, not that he's a make or break guy, but you know just as well as I do is that when Denzel gets hot, I mean the dude gets hot. I don't know why it happens. I don't know how how it happens, but the guy will just start gra- draining fucking shots. You know, I I just don't. He gets un- infected with the ghost of Paul Pierce and right. just starts wrecking <laughs> shit. I, was that a little shot at Fred? No, never. Okay, just I just wanted to clarify real quick, my my guy Fred over there, but I could see he was getting mad too. But I mean, it, it's just something that needs to be brought up, though. Offensively, you know, what are you thinking there? You know, uh, I just, I don't know, man. Like I, you know, I I feel like we have taken a, a different path on our Bulls on Tap ship, where you know we were, we've given Jim credit where credits due. You know, um, we've. Yep. Defensively, since I got to watch all these games with these uh, weird stream sites, uh, most of the time I end up listening to the opposing team's broadcast. So, you know, the Bulls are starting to get recognition around the league for their defense. That's a positive, especially being the third youngest team in the league to be a top defense. Um, that's that's an accomplishment in itself, but it's got to start translating to wins, and a lot of that, like we have talked about all season kind of comes down to the coaches rotations here um chandler hutchison healthy not active well i mean i'm not are you shocked by that i'm actually not shocked by that i i'm not shocked you know i I wasn't shocked absence because she's been made of glass these first two seasons here which is unfortunate because we need the size. And I do think if it, you ask me between Shaq and Hutch, 
I'd probably lean Hutch, although yeah, you're gonna take Shaq's the first. Three, you're gonna take the first draft pick, first round draft pick. Shaq's, Shaq's three point shots actually look solid so far this year. I feel he's hit a couple of shots, so I don't know. Um, but just a lot of this, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why wouldn't you have him active at the very least? What happens if you have an injury? What now? Now we're back to Archie and Makoka. Um, <clears throat> So, I just, I don't understand this coach most of the time. No, and every time he starts to, like, turn a corner where I, like, where I think he might be turning a corner. Because I, again, and I've said this on the, on the show before, like, I don't not want to like Jim Boylan. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would like, I think he's not a bad guy. I've got to meet him, you know, like I've told, you know, we got to meet him. He's not a bad dude, you know. He's not a bad guy at all. It's just... I get so pissed off and I question him so much is because I just, there's a reason I don't work in the NBA. I've said that on this show before too, but I mean, I, I like to think I know a little bit about basketball and I, I don't understand. I think it's stubbornness out of his part or it's got to be pure ignorance on how he'll leave these certain rotations in. But I mean, like I said, credit where credit's due about the whole, Shaq Harrison on Donovan Mitchell thing when Chris Dunn got into foul trouble. Like, kudos, bro. I love that. That was awesome. I mean, Jim had a couple shining moments this week. That was one of them. And then last, or, you know, a couple days ago when they played, and uh, somebody asked him a question in the press conference about fouls. And he's like, you really want me to answer that? Well, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'll make enough money to give it away. I mean, that was, you know, that, that was peak Jim Boylan right there but I, I don't know what he's I, I don't know what he's thinking as far as his rotations go Lowry getting 32 minutes is just a fucking pathetic to me well, and the sad thing is that's a lot of minutes for Lowry for Jim usually like Lowry's been playing like under 30 a lot right so that was the last time we, we were talking about that wasn't it like 28 minutes or 29 minutes we're just both like okay <laughs> I think so and, yeah, he, yeah. and like we've pointed out multiple times he sits him for like 10, 12, 14, 15 minutes at a time. And it's like, dude, what the? Why? That's a great point you bring up because, like, I want this to be an interactive show. And I think that, you know, I mean, especially with your Twitter presence, the show, and my, you know, and being on Twitter and talking to people and just, like, putting our opinions out there, I know you see it just as much as I do. People bitching about Lowry not being there offensively. And I. Well, he's been playing better. Well, right, but I mean, how is how do you expect him to come in the game? I mean, he's a big man; he's still learning. I mean, he's you know he's a good player, but when he sits eight straight, nine straight minutes, he's got to work himself back into the flow of the game. He's not Kevin fucking Durant, you know what I mean? He's not he's not James Harden, these dynamic fucking like badass scorers. Lowry can score. He needs a little regularity within his minute his minutes for the game like dude you can't sit him eight to nine minutes it just it's stupid and that's what we keep doing and i really do feel like it's playing a part in our downfall i don't understand why we played fucking thad that much i don't understand why like i mean i know know it was 60 minutes but look at where the bulk of his minutes came in though dude it came in in that that end of that third quarter like four minutes left in that third quarter going all the way into like this you know seventh sixth seventh minute of the fourth quarter without Lowry touching the court. You know, it's just 
I don't know how to explain it. I don't know, you know. Well, no. You think the obvious thing would be to stagger Zach and Lowry. Like, pull Lowry four, five, six minutes into the first, unless he's hot and rolling. Get that in there for a little bit. Have Lowry, you know, come back in to start the second. Have him play five, six minutes, sit, come back in, finish that half. Or, hell, play the whole second quarter. If you're going to pull them early, go into the half, you get a long break, come out, do the same thing in the third, but stagger him and Levine. So you have one of your two best offensive options on the floor at all times. And that just doesn't seem to be something that Jim does a lot of. You're absolutely right, dude. I mean, and even going through these team stats real quick, let's hit this up. They both made the same amount of field goals at 37. But the Jazz only attempted 76 shots. The Bulls attempted 94. Had 18 more shots than they did. Field goal percentage, 48.7% for the Jazz, 39.4 for the Bulls. They both made 11 three-pointers. Bulls attempted 36, Jazz 30. This is the part that fucks me up a little bit here. The Bulls finally won a rebounding battle. They won 45-42. Nine times out of ten, you win a rebounding battle, you win what? The game. Um, especially when the other team turns the ball over 17 times. You know, and (laughs) I just, you know, 46 points in the paint for the Jazz, 46 points in the paint for the Bulls. I mean, if you go down, largest lead for both teams, 11. If you go down this this team stats, it's almost identical. So what you're telling me is we lost the free throw battle again? 22 to 17. Yeah. Lost the game by four points. Yeah. And five free throws. Yep. Hit your fucking free throws, guys. Free throws wins games. I'm still a believer in that. Ah, man. I mean, you know, that, that that's just the team stats. Obviously, the, you know, the leading score for the Bulls tonight was none other than Zach Levine with 26 points, but he had to take 26 shots to get there. He was plus 11 in the plus minus. Everybody in the starting uh, five was plus except Chris Dunn, who was a minus two. Um, he did get a lot of time with the bench, though. Um, you know, I... Oh, yeah, Zach and Larry both yep. struggled the field. Wendell was the only one that really... Well, Wendell had the first, like, five points for the Bulls, I think, or something like that. Oh, yeah, he opened up the game with that corner three, and I was like, all right, shit's going to happen. And then there's a couple times in the fourth where there would be weird plays that would go the Bulls away, and I was like, all right, we're pulling this out. This is going to happen. And then it just it didn't happen. And yeah, just slipped away, man. That that second three that Zach took kind of screwed us. That was quick shot, could have found something better. Um, probably should have drove there too. We were only down two at the time. I know you want the dagger and the lead, but <clears throat> gotta play well, smart. Th- there might be more that goes into that, though. We've been recently seeing Zach make better decisions. I think you would agree with me on that as well. Um, I, I guess he tweaked his ankle, dude, and I didn't see the play when he tweaked his ankle. I was actually getting myself some ginger ale, so I missed that. But I guess he tweaked his ankle. When he kicked the ball out to Dunn for that corner three that Dunn hit. Um, I saw that from Casey Johnson. Then uh, Stacy was alluding to him limping uh, towards the end of the game within like the final two minutes. Stacy had said a couple things. So I'm wondering if Zach settled for that shot because I saw him start to wince in pain. Because well, no, of- and if that's the case, why aren't you going to somebody else? 
Well, like, I mean, again, that's that's is that the proudness of Zach Levine or is that the the ignorance of Jim Boylan? I think it's got to be the ignorance of Jim Boylan because if you're Jim and you're in the huddle and you're going, all right, Zach, your ankles hurt. You're pretty much playing on pure adrenaline right now. You're going to be the decoy, kick the ball to Lowry, kick the ball to Sato, whoever's open, um, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. If you're saying that in the team huddle and then Zach takes it upon himself to chuck up a fucking three, then obviously the team's got a problem with Zach. So I'm going to lean towards ignorance on Jim's part, Um, but it is also very possible that maybe Zach, you know, heroed it up a little bit too much. Oh, you're definitely not wrong. I mean, it it, it definitely could be on Jim. I mean, honestly, think about it. You see him wincing in pain. Casey Johnson's got a tweet out about it. You hear Stacy talking about it. Uh, I'm pulling him. If you're not able to, you know, be 100% out there on the court right now, and now I'm a little worried about your ankle, or it could be a knee issue. I mean, you're limping. Get him out, and it is what it is. You know, Chuck, you know, live to fight another day. But... I don't. That's just my call on on the matter because you know you're going into another hard game. Do you have anything else to touch on in this game before we move on to the the next one? I <sighs> know I'm just tired of getting Greek Freak and Stifle Towered, and it's just <laughs> just tired of getting bent, man. It's okay, man. It's okay. It'll get better one of these days. We'll be old, but it'll get better. Uh, the next game. The Bulls are playing. It's a you know we have a very very hard couple games coming up, but this one's going to be against the Boston Celtics at the United Center. It's going to be Saturday, seven o'clock start. I will be in attendance for this game. Uh, I'm a little nervous about that to be honest with you, but hey, it's always a good time at the UC. Win or lose, Bulls have a you know we got a tough matchup here. You know Kemba Walker's finally finding his groove in Boston. Boston's playing real good. They're twenty three and eight. Ennis Cantor's been pretty decent for them. Um, obviously, they have you know uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown. I mean, they have a, they have a very very good team over there in uh, in Boston. So you know it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hard game, but the Bulls just kind of need to do what they did tonight. You know, uh, obviously you're putting Chris Dunn on Kemba Walker. I'd assume I've been reading reports that. Uh, Chandler Hutchinson will be active on Saturday. If that's the case, he needs to be playing because the size of, you know, uh, Gordon Hayward, who is back, uh, Jalen Brown, who's not a small man, neither is Jason Tatum, are going to bother the Bulls. So, no. hope, you know, you got to get a wing in there. Team of wings. Right. They're, you're going to have to get a wing in there, dude. You're going to ha- He's going to have to get some minutes. I, I'm not saying come out and play him 30 minutes, but he's going to have to get some time in this game because Zach's going to be bothered by those three guys I just mentioned, Tatum, Brown, and Hayward. He's going to be bothered by them. No, I think you stick Zach on Kemba. Uh, really? Yeah. Really? See, See always, I put him on Jalen Brown. I've always had the opinion that putting Zach on the point guard – on the defensive end, keeps him engaged initially, and he doesn't fall asleep off the ball. If he's starting the possession on ball, he's immediately already engaged, and he has to be paying attention. No, so, I mean, I agree with your logic there. It's just the reason that I put Dunn on Kemba is because Kemba creates for others and creates for himself at, at, at an elite level. Um, and 
I think, you know, done bothering him and getting him out of his game really messes up Boston and gets them out of their game a little bit, you know. Um, but, hey, I mean, either way, you know, someone's going to have to check his ass, and hopefully if they do put Zach on him, Zach steps up to the challenge and tries to play on both ends. But are we going to even see Zach on Saturday? I mean, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a big question that we need to ask. If we're not going to see Zach, then I want to see Chan, Chandler Hutchinson get as many minutes as possible. No, I can't say that I agreed with you on pulling Zach. I would, like I said, I would have used him as a decoy tonight. But if he's not right for the Boston game, since you're already kind of at a disadvantage, probably not going to win the game anyway, or at least you're not supposed to win the game anyway. Um, I think you bite the bullet on that one and let Zach get some rest. Though I believe the Bulls play 17 games this month, so... Yeah, a lot of you. we got 16 games left, dude. <laughs> and it's going to be hard to get Zach some rest. Uh, he's already playing. He was listed as probable tonight with a shoulder injury. So I think that's why I kind of said pull him. You know, I, I just don't want to see him get run into the ground. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be pulled right now with the All-Star race going on. I think yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's a good point. He's best to play through anything. Yeah, that's a good point. To try to make it in there. It is in Chicago, I think. Got a good shot. Uh, if you haven't, go vote for Zach. Um, I didn't even put a vote in for Lowry. I was kind of being realistic there. Um, not this year. Uh, between the injury and the slow start, despite the not-so-slow first game, um, I, I don't think Lowry deserves a vote. But definitely get in there and vote for Zach. Um, got to get him into this game. We, got, we the fans, have... A 50% control, and it might be the last time we have control because Alex Caruso is pretty high up there. In <laughs> well, so, dude, Kyrie Irving is up there, and he hasn't—I mean, he hasn't played. Well, that I think that kind of contributes to the lack of superior star power uh, in the East in terms of guards. You know, you got Kemba, you got Zach, you have Trey, you have um, Kyrie, and that's about it. Uh, so. But no, if if you haven't already, uh, get your vote in there for Zach. We, we want some representation. Game is in Chicago. Uh, and at the very least, at the end of the season, if we can say that Zach made an all-star game, we, we got something positive to take away besides another draft pick. That's a good point as well. That's a good point as well. Well, man, I, I don't really have much else besides one more thing. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish... Kirk Heinrich, a happy birthday! Uh, one of the one of the Chicago Bulls goats. So I wanted to do that real quick with you on air with me. And uh, yeah, did you, you have anything to say, Kirk? Um, knock it off and watch I, your words, I, buddy. I, <laughs> I just um, never seen a goat without horns before, and he just he's got no horns. He's just a hornless goat. Um. That's enough. All right, we're done. <laughs> um, no, happy birthday, Captain. Uh, can't say I'm a stand, but respect is owed where it's due sometimes, and there's definitely respect that belongs there. So, am I a stand? That, am I a stand? With that, let's let's hope we can steal a game against Boston. I think we play Detroit again soon, so that's a that's a positive <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> So maybe we can string together a win streak here if we can steal a game. Should have had the game tonight. Um, probably should have had the Magic game, the Bucks game. 
shit, at halftime I thought that we had a chance. Not really, but, you know, I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit better about the season despite the results uh, than I was in the beginning with the initial disappointment. I don't know about you. Are you kind of at least enjoying it a little bit more at this point? Uh, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, when the season started, dude, I was like, oh, my God, dude, dumpster fire, dumpster fire, dumpster fire. I can't deal with another dumpster fire. Uh, But, you know, they've turned it around a little bit. You know, with their defense being so good, it it does put them into some games, Um, like tonight, for example, with all the turnovers they caused. And, you know, I mean, I think the team is improving. It's just I think they can improve more and I think they should be a little bit further along than they are but yeah I am enjoying it I, I am I'm enjoying watching Bulls basketball alright I mean I think that's a good note to finish on hopefully uh, we're not crying after the Boston game uh, happy new year everybody unfortunately we are uh, winless this year now so that sucks some bullshit well everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs we'll be back Saturday It'll be pretty late because uh, i got to get back from the United Center. But uh, we'll be back Saturday after the Boston Celtics game. Lord willing, a dub, and let's go Bulls.